I went to a wedding this weekend though. You have a little and bit I on was, each. I was holding nail. a martini glass and I was holding it like this. <laughs> and I finally looked at the people and I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm like, I'm having a really hard time holding my glass. And I, so I just need to disclose the fact that I know that my manicure blows. So that I'm just like, thank you. And then I can start I can drinking my, well, easier said than done. Because yeah. then it's like, you're like. She's got a real estate agent. Uh, she is a real estate agent. No time. Take it out. It's no. just well then I know I'm like I'll get a I'll get a manicure. There it is. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode forty-one of the Real Word. I had Word no. Up. I had no idea what number we were on. I know. I had to check with Sam, but we are oh. indeed I on. I that. Oh, it says it on the board. Okay. Main topic mm-hmm. is a Brad Inman article from Inman. Mm-hmm. We'll link it up. Of course, we always link it up. Well, yeah. Now we do. We I got... didn't get a response from Melanie. If maybe we lost Melanie as a follower. We had Melanie. A, we had a little link issue. I think it was like thirty-eight or somewhere in there. But I think they're all corrected now. So we'll link this up as we always do. The Brad Inman article is mm-hmm. why real estate agents will never go out of business, like ever, I, ever, ever. I think it's really kind of a fun article, and I sent it to you mostly because um, I feel like the last 40 episodes- the headline was good? Well, the headline was interesting. Yeah. I just, I thought it was sort of hokey. I really didn't even want to read it, to be yeah. honest. I felt like it could have been a lot better of a tagline. Um, but I, I sent it to you because I felt like- the last 40 episodes like you've been such like a not that you think that we're going out of business no i don't i've never said that i think i think that when i talk about the fact that open door certainly could eliminate a percentage of buyers agents people only hear eliminate buyers agents and think that i'm saying well so that's and that's really why that's really why i wanted to send it just so that there would at least be sort of this larger spectrum of conversation because we're not pessimists i think that of, I feel like of most we're optimists. Um, we just, it, it's about sort of like figuring out like a new way of thinking. But I thought that it was a really good article because I, I think that, um, and I and again, I think maybe in the last episode or the episode before, we really were sort of talking about like grassroots real estate and like the things that will never go away, like the things that you're always gonna have to do, the things that are always gonna work. And I think that this article is a great example of that because it, it talks about us being, yeah. um, what was the, you had the line, we're like the, what are we, we're the tapestry no, no, that was, of the- That was Brad Inman's line. What are we, he, what are we? Uh, carpet baggers. No, 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 Fabric oh, the of the fabric community. of the community. We are yeah, part yeah. of the fabric of the yeah. community. Well, yes. that's what he's saying. They're not carpet baggers. They are, which I don't know why he, Brad, that was an odd. You probably had to Google that one. Choice did of you words. Google? Did you Google, Google carpet bagger? No, I think you brought up. Uh, well, no, I did not. The cousin Stop it. to carpet <laughs> bag, to, The cousin no, of, of no, that word. No, it's a family program. Yes. Um, <laughs> here's the thing I think, one, people are never going to be able to buy from you unless they know you. So okay. the grassroots stuff, like get creating relationships, getting people to know you. Yeah. There is 0% chance you're going to get someone, a buyer, to buy through you any service, product, or anything unless they know 
who you are. Now, it doesn't mean they have to know you for their whole life. Right. But they have to be aware of you. You have to get attention. Well, uh, I mean, I, I think you could I think you could very easily, though, dispute that because like Zillow leads come through. They're not picking me because they know me. They're yeah, but, they're, but once you connect with them, now 100 percent. Although some buyers think that, oh, because I've already contacted her, like I'm stuck with her. No, no, no. But my point is, it's impossible for anybody to buy from Nicole White. Unless they at some point know who Nicole is. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think a large portion of this article, though, too, was really um, was really concentrating on the fact that because we're selling our communities, we are so much a part of our community. Right. Too. And so where I'm going with that is, this works. This the 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 whole fabric of the community works really well in these small towns. These these. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a super small town, but where you can get to know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. If you can get attention within your town mm -hmm. and get people to know your name, you're likely never going to go out of business because you're going to do a deal for somebody. They're now going to tell their cousin, their yeah. sister, their brother that's yeah. now doing a real estate deal. You got to talk to Nicole. Yeah. She really went over and above. I mean, she came in. She to she gave us design tips even. She went way above and beyond what I thought a salesperson was right. going to do for me. Yeah, and I think you touch on another layer there though too because I, I think that a, a, so I think a lot of people that are, whether they've bought or not or maybe it's been 30 years since they bought or not, I think a, it's, it's still a very scary topic too. You know, like selling your house. What do I do? I don't know how to do it or it's been so long or oh my goodness, like I, I don't know what to do or uh, any yeah. of it. So I, I think that, you know, and not only obviously if they get to know you, they trust you. So obviously they come to you, but you know, they're really relying on you for who's the inspector that I use? Who, what attorney do you like? Um, who, oh my goodness, there's a leak. Like what plumber do I come to? I mean, I'm sure you're hit up constantly for people that, yeah. you know, they're not, they're not even looking to buy or sell. They're just like, hey, like Byron, like who's the painter? Like I need a painter. Like exactly. my kids need a new room. And it's been 15 but years since they bought. You said you know? something in their trust. So Jared James, who we both know, he's he's a real estate coach um, and he's actually located here in Connecticut. Yep. Jared always used to say, uh, he, he says this all the time. Anytime, if you're going to get somebody as a client, they have to uh, know you. Mm -hmm. They've got to like you mm -hmm. and they've got to trust you. Right. They can't like you. If they don't know you. Right. They can't trust you if they don't like you. Right. Right. You have to have those three things at any time if you're going to going to do a deal. And and I, the reason why I don't think I think Brad's right. Agents aren't going to go away is because people are, to your point, super connected and fascinated yeah. by these relationships well, people, that they build. Regardless of, of electronics, I mean, people still really like people. People still really mm -hmm. like having relationships with other people. I mean, it's... I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to go very far. I think that obviously our, our jobs are going to change and the way you buy and sell real estate, like we've all been saying, is going to change. But and it's hyper local. Uh, to yeah. Brad's but point. I also but I mean, I, I, you could really say it for anything, you know, I mean, I could buy a shirt online, but, you know, I want to go and talk to Hillary over at the local, yeah. you know, um, dress shop because, hey, Hillary, like, how do these pants fit? Do they, are they tighter? Are they bigger? Are they looser? Do you think they look OK on me? She's like, no, Nicole, like, actually, I've got these other pants coming in next week. You know, what I mean. It's it really goes this, it goes across all I feel and for, for somebody lines. relocating right yeah. they want to get into the community maybe they know a few people but they want to start to ask questions like who should I talk to because they're gonna be on the shoreline there's gonna be questions like hey what happened during Superstorm Sandy like what part yeah. of the shoreline really got hit right. were these houses on this road like were they flooded and somebody that's been in the community, that worked the area, that knows the deals yeah, that, that right. took place and, and how that impacted, yeah. 
you know, you can only get so much information, right? right? Well, from, and from it, word of mouth and but online. But it's also like you want to talk to the source. Dentists, like I have a woman that just moved here from Jersey, and like, hey Nicole, like I've got four girls, like where do you go for like your dentist or like I need we need braces or like yeah. doctors, you know, all that. I think it's I, I mean all of that, even just a dog walker or I mean it's. So to me, we'll go right to racket number one. We're going to switch the racket order. Dog walker professional number one. Yeah, go ahead. Because I think it ties right in. It does. So which article? Where where did you get this article? Actually, so I think that was in real. I think it's actually oh one of your realtor mag specials. I think it was a realtor mag. It's been in a few places. I've got it. So YouTube. Because there was an original video. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, this one. Oh. No, I want to go this one. I think it ties oh, in nicely. Oh, well, you're, you're, that's, not, that's not the way it's read on I the know, list. I know. That's why I said I'm, I'm, I'm switching um, the list. Do you mind? Go ahead. That's a racket. YouTube could be your biggest lead source as an agent. Is this a racket or not? The reason I think this ties in nicely to what we were just talking about yep. is you have to get attention if you're truly going to stay in business. I do believe, and if you watch back on the last 40 episodes, I do believe there are some agents that are going to get pushed out of this business because they're A, not working uh, on a team or with a team or with a big you know group of employees or something that get a lot of stuff done, mm-hmm. or they're not taking technology seriously and figuring out where they can use these features to help their client experience. This one here, the YouTube talks uh, about this a lot, like get attention. Right, So they're, but they're actually saying that YouTube is still second to Facebook, but I think yep. that obviously, um, I think, I think what I think what it, it what's super telling here is YouTube is just a video based platform. Like you're not posting pictures on there. You're not writing like, you hey. You actually can post pictures now. Well, but you can't, you, but you can't just write like, hey, like, you know, whatever. It's you starting can't. to change a little bit with the in- engagements. Where well, you no, can... don't don't contradict what I'm saying. No. Well, no, I'm just saying the truth. <laughs> I just happen to be talking about the well, truth. Well, my point is though is that with the with it being a video You're platform, right. Overall, they get to know you. Platform. They get to it's it, it's like right here with us, yeah. right? Like you get to know, sort of, basically who we are. Yes. And if you don't like us, don't flip and call me. Like I like I don't need you to work with me if you don't like me. But if you do like me, it it, it almost like it's sort of like a first date. You yeah. know, like There's... we sort of cut through the shit. Like you see who I am. You see who Byron is. You can pick one of us. You don't have to pick either one of us. Like it's it's helpful. So it but so I think that that's why and I think that that's what's again I think it what the the fact that YouTube is is a second in lead generation is very telling in that obviously people are also going I've, on the social platforms but people are enjoying getting to know people and if they like them they're going right to the person that they're seeing on the screen not like hey my aunt Lucy sells real estate you know I've, I've gotten way more not even close way more business out of YouTube than I have out of Facebook for me personally hmm. Be, and here's why Be, I haven't it, gotten any business out of YouTube it's such longer tail so I don't know a year and a half ago I had a developer call me on a subdivision mm-hmm. and they had 10 lots left out of 76 it was because they were watching youtube content that i was putting right. out and they had the same agent for 20 plus years mm-hmm. but the sister put it out in front of her brother who was you know kind of making the decisions said dude we need to at least bring this guy in and have a conversation with him and see what he thinks see why we haven't sold one mm-hmm. of these deals and, and mm-hmm. ended up getting the listing and getting the subdivision sold out but when you're putting out a show like this, like we are, or whatever your style is, there's there's some some other really good shows out there. You now are becoming the voice of 
either your community if it's local content right. or your industry. This mm -hmm. show is certainly geared towards agents. My referrals since doing this type of content over the last three years has gone through the roof from other agents. Right. Because when we were at the conference in, in California, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, give myself some little props. Oh God, you've been doing that the whole show. What do you mean? Oh, show. I sold this whole complex and you didn't well, sell you know, anything in four just, years. You know, kind I mean, of that's what the show's been. Keep so, going. Uh, did Tom Ferry mention a lot on stage, like, oh, Byron Show or what, you know, he was talking mm -hmm. about the mm -hmm. YouTube content. Mm -hmm. There's 5,000 agents sitting in that mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. They're more likely when they think of. You just had, you, what you had is a mirror and you kept like. I kept like getting his attention. <laughs> So the, those agents that were in the room are more likely to refer me business when they think Connecticut than the other couple hundred agents that were in that room because they're not getting attention. They're well, not getting awareness. They're all, but they're also able to watch you and then the agent trusts you too in knowing yeah. that you're a valuable resource for them to refer their, their When I refer to. a client out, yeah. I want to make sure that when you know my client looks up that agent that I referred, when they look that person up him or her they're gonna find a lot of good stuff right like, I want that person to look like a rock star because right. I don't want to look bad right so when they refer a client to us they're like oh my gosh you can check out like all this content right. now that now the client isn't gonna watch 41 episodes by the way but they may watch 30 seconds of one and be like they're on their game I'm right. definitely taking a meeting mm -hmm. dude I'll put out 41 pieces of content. You don't have to watch a second of it, but if you see a little clip and it gets a meeting, right? It's I'm not in this. I'm not in this Facebook or anything else for likes, hearts, shares, any of that bullshit. Thumbs ups? No, no. thumbs ups. I don't care if the attention is hidden or if it's out there mm -hmm. like on the shit. I just want your attention one mm -hmm. way or another. Mm -hmm. And if you see me produce a video each and every single week. I will appear to a certain demographic as the leader in that space. There's no question because the competition, the other agents, aren't doing it consistently. You definitely have more lines than me this this podcast. Oh, jeez. Hey, what do we got? Lots of lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we, we're not even, Nicole, we're not even getting into running ads. Like, you don't even have to put out content like this. Right. My uh, well, I, th I think the point is because I, I think we come across it a lot. I mean, I even got a call last week when we were we were out from an agent that's like, hey, like I'm, I'm about to lose this listing. Um, she thinks that, you know, you should you should you should ha you should have it. But I don't really believe in the social media thing. And she's like, let's team up. But like, again, like she was so worried about losing the listing that she wanted to like team up. But it's like, mm, like. I don't, you don't know. Even know what's I going think, on. Well, and that, and I think that's the biggest thing. And I, and I think that that, I think that that, um, I don't know. We, I feel like we started in one way and then we start talking about Byron. So we're now in a completely different so, direction. No, that's Jesus the racket. Christ. No, the racket. No, no. I mean, I think the point is yes. I mean, I think that regardless, I mean, and I think we've been saying it and I don't think, I like to think that everybody that is watching this podcast is up on social media and does understand like, yeah. the importance of it. So, But you might just be consuming content on YouTube. You need to start and not using producing it to your it. Yeah, you need to so start if, producing it. I mean, if YouTube, you know, people, Facebook is the biggest because of Instagram right now, not because of Facebook. It's because of their whole shit. It's, it's Instagram, yeah. right? They own Instagram. Facebook's going to be the biggest. YouTube is owned by a small company called Google. Like they're not going anywhere and their video, I consume video content on YouTube because it's just 
better than well, yeah, Facebook easy. and Instagram. I mean, you watch everything on YouTube. I mean, I learned my husband changes toilets off of YouTube. And all I the mean, kids. Oh, so my like, daughter is talking to her friends on YouTube. So yeah. M- my daughter is one and a half. Yeah. And she knows exactly how to get on the kids' YouTube. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and so, you know, my wife's always going over and like grabbing the phone if she gets it locked or whatever. Yeah. Like, you could just start running ads as an agent against the the content that two-year-olds are watching and the mom is going to be over there 100%. on that phone all day long. Oh, yeah. And if she keeps seeing Nicole White, the agent, or hearing it. pre-roll ad or yeah. hearing it over like a jingle on the radio yep. over and over and over again, that's great branding. You don't even have to produce a show. You could do a 30-second commercial right. and run it for the next six months 100%. on YouTube. 100%. Again, I, it's... And it's much cheaper than running a commercial on your local uh, cable which, by the way, nobody's seeing because or, the minute those commercials come up, they're watching their or, cell phone or anyway. Or print ad. Dude. Or, don't even talk. Like, it's not even I worth mean, talking about. I mean, print ad. It's like atrocious what they're charging but you for that. Is, and you see everybody, you're like, holy fook, girl. Like, but it's even more expensive just... to, to, if you want to run a commercial in your local television, mm-hmm. it is incredibly expensive. You, for dollars, you can do this on YouTube and, and you can target it. To your local well, community, you can you're actually get far more real views because it's a 10 second. Then you can skip. Yeah, they're gonna hear you. Well, you, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, I'm not gonna see you on the TV. No, go well, right it's much phone. easier to quantify your ROI, which I mean, in any real that's business, so. that's the most important thing to make sure that you have a good. So this ROI is not a so. racket. YouTube's a huge. No, but that the, the length of that racket was a racket. That was a racket. I'm Holy schmoly! hates these long. No, they're podcasts. great. I just I see you over there like beating sweat on your lip. I, I get I get worked up. It's this well, light. It's, you know? Well, it's like a it's like a sauna in here too yeah it gets hot in here all right racket racket. Two. i'm ready which one are we doing because you're totally we no we're gonna do the what was gonna be number one agent arrested for leaving his kids in the car a one-year-old and a four-year-old is this you've got three kids i've got one she's actually this weekend was the first time she was ever in my car we moved the car seat in mm-hmm. the car mm-hmm. i moved it back out that yeah day. have to but yeah. um too sticky you, for you've you. got more experience than me is this a racket so this is a i mean this is a this is a hard one um have i left my children in the car during a showing yes i have um I, at what ages um if you, if you i don't even know i don't even know that i can't i i and i'm not putting the gentleman down because it sounds like from the article um he there's was, two articles sam we got to link both there of these are up two because articles the, the, the uh, first one that that actually like sort of introduced him to the shit storm that he's in and then and then then he sort of rebuttaled so you know he is claiming that um he stayed it was a walkthrough it sounds like he stayed outside of the home was only 30 feet away from the car he was not far it sounds like he locked them in there i've never actually locked my children in the car i usually leave the windows down so i can at least have communication with them like hey guys like you okay like um i he says he could see the yeah i again there's so many things i mean i don't Obviously, we're always worried about like it because it's summer now. Like, it's so touchy. I I feel horrible for this guy because he's re. I mean, he's really not the only one that's done it. Again, especially as parents, and you know, you're sometimes people want to see a house like after football practice, and of course, like you've got your children after you know with you after football practice. Or, I mean, there's the 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 schedule of a realtor is so unpredictable, and it's. It's all over the board. And obviously, you know, you want to do right by your client. If, if someone wants to see the house, you know, if, if, if you're selling your home and, you know, there's all of a sudden this one showing that pops up and it happens to be falling at the same time that you're sort of, you know, bringing kids here to the, I mean, 
it's you you well, know here's, buyers want frictionless service we've been talking right. about that a lot we have yes and you have a lot of pressure as an agent to offer frictionless service like meet the demands of the client do it at that time all that kind of stuff that being said i uh i know where you're like being careful i also just think this is the problem with this industry meaning people get their license and don't take this seriously as a business. Mm -hmm. They're not treating this like a business. They're okay. like, I'm going to hack this thing. I'm going to do it part time. Like, you know, I'm going to, you know, well, literally. I don't, I, don't and, do and part I, don't, I don't do it part time. No. I, who said Nicole was doing it part time? <laughs> why, why do you, you sit here thinking about like I'm talking about you or something. There are kids, there are people that will be like, you know, and they have to do it. They'll be working from home. They're feeding. I've talked to agents on the phone. They're feeding their kids in one hand and, and trying to do a deal in another. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to start from somewhere. But you would never, ever, ever go to a doctor who's going to do surgery on you. And he'd be like, dude, you don't mind if I got like my kids in the room here, like chilling, like while we go, go over this like meeting about your surgical procedure. You'd be like looking for a new doctor. You have to treat this like a business. You have to take it seriously, which means you may have to have the significant other. He should have figured out a way where maybe now maybe he's a single father. I don't know. You know, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. So you think it? So you think that he should have? Like, you don't? You think it's ridiculous that anybody would bring their child nope. anywhere? But you bring him out of the car. You be a, no a normal human being. Yeah. Hey guys, I got a situation here. Oh I yeah. I have a situation. My kids. Oh, my kids love seeing me. home. Sometimes I'm like, guys, go run around the house and get it out of your system right. first before the buyers come. But like, this is when you can start to become un unethical. Because where does it stop? You know, leaving your kids in the car is the wrong thing to do. But you're nervous because you're not confident in your real estate skills. You're nervous about losing oh, the you're, client. Well, you're definitely worried about losing the client, which is why you leave which them is why mostly in the car. In my opinion. Yeah. The reason Sometimes my kid, I mean, I've got an 11 year old. I mean, she would much rather, she'd much rather be on her iPad any do like than going to a right. restaurant though too. So if you're super confident in your skills, you got to just say, dude, I've got a situation. I tried to do everything I could. I've got my kids here with me. The client will understand. Well, the client just wants to see the house. So right. if, if bringing your children means you need to like because my to point see the is house. my point is where does it stop where you start to cut corners? The average agent in this business does one to three deals a year, which right. is under the poverty line in America. Right. So if you're under the poverty line and there's a way for you to cut a corner on a dual agency deal because it's going to be your fourth and fifth deal and it's three weeks before Christmas. Is that it? This is why I always say. Wow, there's so many. You're really making a story here. I'm just, it's I'm like just saying. Where does Susie it stop? Susie wanted. Like, where do you stop cutting yeah. corners? If I'm buying real estate, there is no chance I'm buying from somebody without the backing of a team that's doing a ton of deals. Right. Because I don't know if that person is giving me advice based off of their bank account or based off of my best interest. Right. And I would and. Uh, I don't know his whole situation, yeah, but no, I would I hear you. say I, that I don't bring my kids to cut a corner, though. I mean, but I'm certainly thinking that this person is trying, and it could have come from a really good place, trying not to lose the client because they're embarrassed that they have their kids or yeah, whatever the case uh, yeah. may be. And this was a walkthrough. I mean, this money. wasn't even a showing. I mean, he was at the end of the relationship with this client yeah. too, which is a little bit more if, interesting to me because 
Um, I have brought my kids to walkthroughs before. Um, again, I've usually let the client know in advance, like, hey, like, I have to have my kids, like, our kids can play in the backyard while you walk through the house. It's actually, yeah. it, it, it works out sometimes really well because then they're all sort of playing and then their parents can actually, this, you know, sort of do what they need to do through the house. This um, also, I think, highlights to me the reason this is not a solo business. Right. If, if, he, if you're a solo agent and you're putting your kids in that position shame on you you have the opportunity to seek out high producing teams and work on a team and actually provide your clients a far better experience but if you're one of those greedy agents out there that watch HGTV and think you're gonna do it on your own those are the agents I'm rooting to fail be out of the business you want them to get arrested for leaving their kids in the car or get arrested but I feel bad for this guy because I he do. certainly was put I, on blast out and there. I, yeah, he was. And I, he, I, I mean, I'm, I'm admitting, like I've had my children in the car during, yeah. during a showing or what have you. And I'm, I'm I certain that, that him and I, well, that's because you just, you don't even have your kid in the car when you're with your kid. I mean, <laughs> jeepers. <laughs> anyway, it's I think hard it's, when you're first starting out, which is horrible. why if you leverage a team, that's going to be not only yeah. in your best interest, your personal growth. It's going to be in the client's best interest. Which, by the way is what this is all about. It's right. always about the client. It's not about you, right? Right. Well, and in his defense, I think that he, I, I, I'd I, like to think that that is why he was then willing to meet the client at a time that didn't really work for his schedule, but knew that it was mm -hmm. going to work for them because oh, yeah, they I were going to be closing ways. on the property. Yeah. Okay. So, Racket number three. On to the next. Where is the U.S. housing market headed? We are in September, right after Labor Day 2018. Where do you see it headed? I'm, I'm going to give you the the CNN money four points. Okay, we're going to CNN. I think this is the first time that maybe we've... I think we've had another CNN meeting. Maybe. Hmm, not often. Um, No, they don't talk about real estate that much. No, but I mean, this is important stuff. Number one, new home construction, new houses are starting to flatten out. This is across the country, so mm -hmm. this isn't like local or anything. Number two, housing prices, they keep rising, which is deterring would-be buyers. Number three ties into that. Fewer home sales because people feel like the houses are just too expensive and there's limited inventory, so mm -hmm. they're holding off, holding off, holding off. And then number four, this is the one that perked my mm -hmm. interest a little bit, uh, foreclosures are on the rise again, the first time since 2015. Do you think we should be worried? So I guess I didn't really read the foreclosure part. Are they saying that the like actual foreclosures that are occurring or foreclosures that are coming on the market? Is so it rising. Says, uh, foreclosure starts are increasing again for the first time since 2015. So, um, so and the trend is into foreclosure. But here, here's something, right? Yep. So the trend is particularly visible in hurricane hit cities like Houston, mm -hmm. um, but also increasingly expensive places like L.A. Right. Hmm. So I, I, I have many things to say. I mean, we're talking about the entire U.S. here. So it's we really have to sort of pick it apart by by area. Um, I do understand the Which foreclosure. Which is why tying it all the way back. It's right. Super I mean, I understand. I understand why Houston, because a lot of those people um, didn't have flood policies. They weren't in a flood zone. They lost everything. I'm certain the insurance yeah, company away. is probably not paying them for what it is that they lost because probably there was probably some sort of flood exclusion. So I get it there. I get LA. I mean, I feel like LA probably 
they're in a big bubble. They are mm -hmm. are pretty much living the exact same lives the rest of America lived it's in 2005. It's super competitive, so people overbought. And, of course, yeah. 100%. I mean, you see that in Boston. You're mm -hmm. seeing that in, in many major cities. Again, the Northeast, though, like we could talk about Connecticut. I don't think that, um, I mean, I we still haven't gotten out of where we were. So I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see foreclosures because, gosh, I mean, people that were holding on by a thread and then anything that went wrong while you're holding on, it, yeah, it, I think you just, I mean, we're all just, I feel like Connecticut, we're all just still holding on like we were. I, I, so. I believe that home prices must come down nationwide. Of course, it's a natural cycle. Natural cycle, and because most of America, outside of Boston and, and Los Angeles mm -hmm, and these types mm -hmm. of places, have not seen their incomes increase, right? So right. if incomes are not increasing, but homes uh, values are, mm -hmm. there's a certain disconnect there. Right. And it's super, super expensive to build a house. Right. Like you gotta have some serious dough right now to build new construction. It's expensive. It's expensive. Oh to my gosh! And then you house. get all the add-ons. I yeah. mean, goodness! Like the even if you just don't want carpet, and all of a sudden you want hardwood. I mean, your price is going. I mean, it's it's extremely expensive. Which is, you know, for the most part, building lots really. You know, they've come back a little bit because you know new homes have gone up a little bit over the last three years. But your land is not worth what you know your grandpa told you it was going to be worth. 60 years ago Poor it's just grandpa. not it's, wor it's worth like almost the same yeah well because building materials yeah. are so high right well and, and, and in the article too it was also talking about you know obviously all the you know the the political you know tariffs that are on certain items mm. too is, i mean is, i think is, more is than causing things to increase as well yeah i don't know about that i think that uh interest rates certainly right. are a real thing like they went up a little bit, they came back down. As those continue to go up, that chews into what people can afford. Right. Well, again, I, I think it's just a natural cycle. I mean, everyone can't assume that it's always just gonna be good. Um, it's gonna, it always has to, yeah. it always has to come back down. It has to flatten, it has to normalize. Um, and reference in this article to your point, things have been so good yeah. that there's only one place for them to go, which is maybe pulling back to a normal market. Normal, yeah, you know? yeah. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll have a big fallout like we did you know years i think it's ago, a racket to believe what happened in 06 07 08 is about to happen again that is not what i'm seeing there a lot of these deals like you know there's certainly a condo bubble right now in miami a lot of those deals were bought with cash right so it's not similar to the last market where everybody came in and used you know, on you know mortgages that were yeah. that were uh, right. shouldn't have been qualified for. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I mean, I. I. I'm not. I'm not concerned. I feel like it's all. It's all normal. Um, the foreclosure thing again. I mean, obviously, it's. I feel like it's hyper local to certain areas. Yeah. But. All right. Um, you, you got a showing. Don't bring your kids. By the way. Do you got your kids? Are you, have your kids been in the car this whole time? Do you even know your kid's name? Who? Yeah. Exactly. Me? Yeah. I only have one. I know. Do you even know her name? Of course I do. I have one kid that I know of. Her name is Stella. I see my kids enjoy My so. kids enjoy the, the real estate life. Well, let's sign them up. Let's sign them up early. Yeah. Hey, they're in training. This is my intern. All right, guys. Uh, really you. appreciate it. Any comments, questions, drop them below. See you next week.